Top Shelf Fantasy. We're officially over the hump. Still recovering. Honestly. Yeah. Sometimes it feels good, other times it doesn't feel so good. <laughs> I'm very tired. Yeah, I mean... But I can't wait for the next 100. Yeah, just to get to 100 in, in and of itself. I mean, I'm glad we made it, boys. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was long. Um, that power hour, I'm still mopping my floor for the <laughs> amount of beer that was Oh, yeah, you can smell it. Spilled. It smells good, though. It's like a frat house in here. <laughs> All right, well, this is pod 101. So for, for those of you listening and missed the centurion that we did, I highly suggest you go and check that out. That is two hours worth of absolute gold nugget i was i was going through it and i'm like the sound clip said i'm gonna get out of this Sorry. Oh, <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal. the best ones were yeah and then this guy this guy how long is this fucking minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the rex burke head one i'm like this has been way more than 60 seconds oh yeah i counted at least within the first hour five or six times i, I actually looked at the clock because it's on my my car and i go that started at two minutes <laughs> what was that uh was that app again shout out you guys for being terrible yeah, uh, powerhourproject.com. I'm going to look for a new uh, web app that does power hours because that was that <laughs> was tough. Yeah. It's um, tough enough when you have the, the counts correct. It's even harder when you get them throwing you curveballs left and right and making you restart. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Yeah, I know. We hear the same song a couple times. Um, all right. We're going to recap week six. Um which wasn't uh, wasn't a very friendly week to the running backs once a once again. Um, so teams on buys: Saints, Seattle Raiders, Chargers. First game we'll talk about: Texans, Titans in the shootout that so I wouldn't have expected. Derrick Henry versus the t- Texans. Yes, 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 it's a very good point. That was Derrick Henry versus the world, right there. Yeah. So he registered twenty-one point six miles point uh, an hour. On one of his runs. We know what's on your mind. <laughs> a little Freudian slip there, Tommy. His, his point? What? Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Um, Der- yeah, Derrick Henry had that ma- uh, massive 94-yard touchdown that honestly just made me rethink everything that I know about a six foot two, 240-pound running back. He outran corners. Yeah, and you're like, oh, so he had 94 yards on one carry. Like, what, he had like a bum rest of the day? Nope. He had like 110 other yards on his other 21 and rushes. 52 like, receiving yards. Yeah. It was, it was honestly like every other time he touched the football, it was going 10 yards plus. Yeah. And that run, he didn't look like he was, you know, that fast. He, he just can, right when he gets the open field, like he just, just like struts up and then right. no so, one can catch him. So that was the thing, right? It's it, it looked like he was going slow, but then all of a sudden it looked like he was just taking five yard steps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Little Clyde's dead right there. Exactly. And I heard an interesting stat. It said uh, Derrick Henry joins Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and LaDainian Tomlinson as the only people with three 200-yard rushing games in their careers, which is a in pretty— In their careers. Yeah, which is a pretty elite— It's pretty good company. Uh, <laughs> yeah. CJ Tokai. For a guy who they said wouldn't fit the NFL running back mold. <laughs> I'm very glad they gave him the contract because he's, uh, he's making every penny. Oh, yeah. Right now. 
it it's it is just funny though because we saw it happen with Ingram as well. Um, like these Alabama backs, they just start slow in the NFL, and then they're like, uh, "We're Alabama running backs. Yeah. We're we're here to own the league." Yeah, now. like Trent Richard. Oh. I mean, there's <laughs> oh, no. there's there's some there, bad. It's ones like every there. other. Well, they put out so many of them. There's going to be a bad yeah. one here. But you there. think like at some point these NFL scouts and coaches are just going to go? You know, maybe Nick Saban knows something. He's been doing it for a hundred years. Like, let's just listen to him. Derrick Henry's good. Okay, I'll play him. Well, he has this deal with Belichick where he just tells all other coaches his players are terrible. And then, <laughs> and then we draft Sony Michelle. Well, Sony Michelle was a Georgia running back. We have David yeah, Harris I, now. Yeah, yeah. We have David Harris now. Oh. Ooh, we can talk about that. Yeah. Later. AJ Brown, <laughs> two touchdowns. Great game. Yep. Oh, great yeah. That was back to back weeks. Tannehill yeah. had a good game, too. Four touchdowns, 360 yards. Helps when you just throw it four inches to Derrick Henry and takes it for 50. But yep. yeah. Yeah, he had just an okay game. <laughs> um, and John New got hurt, so that, that's the other thing to mention. So AJ Brown's workload is going nowhere. Yeah, they did say John New uh, is going to look like a questionable tag heading into Sunday already. So, I mean, hopefully that's good news in some cases. It's saying that you know he's not even in uh, consideration for the out tag, but anything can change during the practice week. And they did just say that Corey Davis was activated from the COVID reserve list too, so he will be back. Yeah, getting all the weapons back. And then on the flip side, let's not forget about Houston. I mean, they were right in this game, and everybody contributed pretty much across the board. Deshaun, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, uh, Fells was kind of, I don't want to say surprised because he's been kind of consistent doing it, but uh, you kind of forget that he exists down there. And then DJ scored a touchdown to save his day. Yeah. Um, So we were talking about some of the stats in this game, and, and then I threw out the, we've had a healthy Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller for seven weeks. Which might be the most amazing thing. I mean, none of us expected that to happen. But the way they're slinging the ball around and just like, okay, we don't have a real head coach. We're going to do whatever we want. That's that's what you want from the the Texans, right? Yeah, that's where they benefit um, the most from like a play play call perspective. It, at least it seems, you know, when they're not regimented into a Bill O'Brien offensive square, <laughs> they're allowed to play a little looser and just they're, go have fun. They're having fun. And right now they don't. They're probably not going to make playoffs. So just go out there and air it out. There's a chance. Yeah, I mean, they did, yeah, I mean, they did face the the Titans, who are five and zero now. But yeah, not uh, sure what their schedule is like going forward. I got to check that. I can't imagine it gets much tougher because they did have the Chiefs in that mix too. But it hopefully gets a little bit easier for them because if they keep putting up thirty six points, they'll win a few games. You think? Yeah, I mean, you'd hope. <laughs> um, Bengals, Colts. Colts beat them thirty-one to twenty-seven, and we had a Philip Rivers sighting. Well, he had to. He's back, baby. So no, yeah, he I, had to. It, <laughs> was, it was twenty. It was twenty-one nothing. Uh, Bengals were ahead. Right. Um, we're sitting there watching this game, going like, the Bengals are murdering a yeah. team that we thought was going to lock them up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and uh, part of that reason was AJ Green got involved um, to the tune of like eight receptions for like ninety-eight yards, something like that. Uh, also, T. Higgins had another day, 125 yards, and then um, Tyler Boyd was probably, you know, just covered up a little bit more um, on their top corner there, blanking on his name, but he's been playing pretty good. Um, so the the Bengals did pretty good. The Bengals did their thing. I think what was encouraging about that is how good we talk about the Colts' off, uh, defense and watching Joe Burrow go, well, I'm the new kid on the block, so... I'll, t- I'll teach you how the- this is going to be played. So, I mean, that was encouraging to see from uh, from Burrow find all three of his wide receivers. But on the Colts side, we had a couple of surprises. Marcus Johnson. 
and Trey, Trey Burton. Burton. Two oh. touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. They're going to use him. I, I, I wrote out uh, on the waiver article that, you know, you guys should check that out. But um, Trey Burton is someone that I feel like Frank Reich really wants to get involved. I mean, it, he obviously missed the first three or four weeks it was because he was on IR because I think he broke his foot sometime in uh, training camp. But he was a guy that he handpicked out of Philadelphia. So realistically, with, with Mo Cox, who kind of, you know, did get hurt but was also seeming like a, a healthy scratch in a sense – Trey Burton is a guy they they want to get involved. I mean, we, we've seen him with Philadelphia, but ever since he joined the Bears, he's been most injury prone. I mean, anyone, in the, honestly, in the yeah. So the, there was the injuries, and then even when he was on the field, they were just, he, the the whole offense has been inept. It has been even still again this year. So the the Browns, I mean, the Bears was almost just a poor place for him to go. Yeah, if you utilize a, a talent like his, right, and he, and he does stay healthy. Philip Rivers is the guy to make him, uh, you know, make him shine. So. And and you saw what Eric Ebron did last year too with the Colts. Like they they like to use their tight ends, and Philip Rivers likes to pass their tight ends. All right, I'm picking up Trey Burton. You sold me. <laughs> uh, Falcons Vikings. Uh, Falcons beat them forty to twenty three. I mean, this was the no Dalvin Cook, so Alexander Madison do something and did nothing. No, that was sad. Heartbreaker. I mean. Us included, but every fantasy guy in the world was saying, you have to start Madison this game. And I think you still had to. Like, even though he didn't perform, you still had to. But I mean, you probably viewed the guy as RB1. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then he goes out and gives you nothing, like literally nothing. And to be fair, Kirk Cousins threw three picks in like the first half, so that definitely didn't help out the game flow. But he didn't look effective. in limited work, but not effective. Right. You know who did, though? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Justin Jefferson ridiculous taking the world by fire the league by fire i mean one of the touchdowns was in garbage time but even if you were to completely take away that justin jefferson still had a crazy day still went over 100 yards still had a touchdown um and then so is he like he's been our start for the last three weeks yeah yeah he's like is he now a lock uh, yeah absolutely this reminds me of aj brown of last year we it came a week where we said we can't put this guy as a start again because he should be started in, in and and that was later in the year too with AJ Brown. Let's see what I mean. Justin Jefferson started at week four doing this or week three doing this. So yeah, he's got a bye week now. So he'll be my sleeper in week eight. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting too, um, I, I want to mention is is if people are many people are having tight end issues. Uh, Irv Smith got the second most targets again, and even last week they started makes- to get. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, now. two weeks in a row that Irv Smith has gotten, you know, five targets, four receptions, going over fifty yards. I mean, if they pick one tight end, the tight ends combine for one hundred yards. If they pick one, then they're pretty good. But and that's with Jefferson's big day, which is just and crazy. also Adam Thielen having a decent day too. Right. Um. Well, Matt Ryan brought Julio and Calvin Ridley back to to earth because I think we were all sitting there with Calvin Ridley going. Um, Hello, where yeah. are you? Yeah, and I and I had wrote a note down too. Like it is so different to see a a team that has a healthy Julio versus a team that has either a hampered or not playing Julio. Like th- there's a, the whole world of a difference because even then Calvin Ridley got involved, Russell Gage got involved again, Hayden Hurst was was viable, um, it even helped out Todd Gurley in a sense. So there almost the entire team you know, benefited from a healthy, you know, star wide receiver. 
Yeah, and Todd Gurley, though, takes a step back on the ground this game. He saw him go 20 rushes, 47 yards. Brian Hill, 10 for 28. So nobody got the running game going for them. And no touchdowns to save him. So. Right. Yeah, I mentioned the Gurley thing because the receptions, he actually had three for like the first time in a while. Yeah, and I mean, he had – you're not – I don't want to say you're upset with his fantasy day. You're probably like a little disappointed that he didn't get you that 15 that he's been returning. Right. But you want to, you want to see him do better. But, I mean, the volume's still there, too. Like, even with Brian Hill getting the 10, he still had 20. So, this is still a, a good play going forward. Yeah, and Brian Hill lost the fumble. So, I mean, Gurley's gonna, Gurley should be the guy there. Yep. I think there were questions for, like, a couple minutes about Brian Hill maybe taking over. And that's just not going to be it. Um. All right, Patriots-Broncos. 30 combined points. We can skip this one. The field goal. Zero touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah a bunch of field, field goals. Game. Mc, yeah. McManus, MVP. Yeah, you won, you won your league if you're in a kicker league with McNeilis. This game was just gross. I was texting Baldy beforehand, one of our book burners, and I said, this game, I wouldn't be surprised if McManus kicks five field goals. He went, went out and kicked six. It's like, <laughs> all right, dude, come on. Let me be right with five. But what was most impressive, I think, was that Drew Locke and Tim Patrick were able to have a lot of success against the Patriot defense, which is supposed to be this fantastic, phenomenal secondary with Stephon Gilmore and, uh, and Jackson and Everybody else involved, Devin McCourty, you, you name it, we have a stud at the position, right? And Tim Patrick was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got this 101 yards. Like, if he finds the end zone, we're looking at a monster day for a guy. So, and there was a few pass interference calls, too, towards his direction. So that could have been a huge game. Yeah, and that's two weeks in a row, too. He went over 100 yards. So he, Tim Patrick, seems to be the guy rather than Jerry Judy. I mean, I get it. Jerry Judy's the new hotness, but Tim Patrick seems to be the fantasy play. Yeah, and then flip side, Cam Newton looked ineffective. He looked uncomfortable. He looked unsettled. I'm giving him a break for the time off with COVID, lack of practice, yada, yada, yada. But we saw – I was talking to somebody about it, and they said, you saw the Titans have the same exact thing, and they came out fine. So right. let's not give him too much of a break. And then so the rest of the offense was just disjointed. Right. So the, the thing was, at a certain point, this game was even further out than what 18-12 was because they had to, in the last – even in the third quarter, they started to do it. Julian Edelman had 38 passing yards. Like, they, they they used Julian Edelman in trick scenarios, and they were only able to get it to James White, who realistically is a guy that kind of catches balls, you know, 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. So there was nothing going at all on offense. And that's the biggest concern, I think, for the Patriots. You have a defense that's holding a team to field goals repeatedly, and the offense can't do anything. There's, you cannot ask for more out of a defense than what this team did, even though they gave up 18 points. And if you're having problems like this, whether it's turnovers or just ineffective offense, you, you're not going to win games, like period, the end. I mean, there are stupid play calls to it. I don't even want to get into that. But the output that you have from a team that's supposed to be talented, is just it's just not there. So, so this is the Broncos, right? And they had six trips to the red zone. Or not the red zone, but on their side, they got the six field goals. What if those six field goals were touchdowns? This game, oh. this game looks like you're talking about should Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, oh, even at half of them. A lot of bad passes by Drew Locke, too. That, like, he got down there, and then there was passes where, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, he even helped the Pats kind of get back into it the last drive, and then they miss on a fourth and whatever, 10. Yeah. Yeah, this this is a tape you want to burn kind of game. And the biggest guy out of all of it that we, or at least some of us and myself probably being one of the bigger ones, Nikhil Harry. I thought he was going to be a big uh, factor in the offense this year. He has zero catches on two targets. That's not a game. You can't even be on the field if that's what you're bringing to the table. And that one target came at the very last play where he got blitzed and he just had to t- toss it up there. And yep. he he looks soft. 
He is. He looks soft. like he doesn't want to go get the ball. He's six four. Like go up for it, man. I and think that's... that he is soft. Isaiah Zuber is better than him. Yeah, and, Who? And exactly. Zuba. Early oh, in the Zubes. Early in the oh, year, the Julian Edelman did call out Nikhil Harry for being soft. Yeah. So like it is, it is a known thing. And then you see. Uh, our tight end situation. We, you drafted Devin Asiasi and uh, Dalton Keene, and we have Ryan Izzo on the field more than either of those two guys combined. I don't understand it. I don't know what's happening. Figure it out, Patriots. You stink, and I hate you. Um. All right. Football team, the Giants. <laughs> Another crappy game. Um, 19 to 20. Washington loses to the Giants. There really wasn't anything to talk about Slayton. I mean, I, I don't know what else you guys really want to say here. I mean, but... he salvaged the day with a touchdown. Other than that, I mean, right. Evan Ingram, two, two for 30, might be one of his best games, which is very sad. Evan Ingram, I mean, he's he was getting targets, and now he's he's really foldable. We'll get there, though. Golden, don't want to jump ahead of the... Uh... Golden Tate, one target, one reception, 11 yards. I mean, I, I know he was a cut of our of us last week, but good God. I mean, yeah. with, without Shepard there... Shepard's back probably next week, so Golden Tate, I mean, and, and figure it out. It makes you wonder if Saquon Barkley was on this team, if they would still be this bad. Like, I'm not saying he fixes everything. I'm saying that there's a shot that they're still this bad, and Saquon be, like, talked about as an RB2 this year. Like, that's just how bad it's been going. I mean, they did have their left tackle opt out because of COVID, and there was another guard that had an injury, but that's no excuse to be this bad. No, and I, I completely agree with you. I mean, even before when Saquon was healthy, we didn't see him take over games. We didn't see him do anything crazy because he's not getting blocking. He's not getting any any design plays with any space in front of him. So you could very well be right. And you look at this game, and Daniel Jones is your leading rusher and just break down plays where he's taken off and using his legs. Devontae Freeman, we talked about being a flex play. At six points, he's he's nothing. He's You can't play that. No. Terrible. Pathetic. Terrible. Embarrassing, and then Antonio Gibson was disappointing on the other side too. Yeah, we saw JD McKissick out touch him by yes. a lot. Second week in a row. I don't know what's going on. I I thought the McKissick thing was an Alex Smith thing, but I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it's it's a headache. I Gibson's mean, uh, snap share is like not even good either. Like he, he's barely going over fifty percent snaps, which weird, is an issue. Week four, he came out in what twenty fantasy points, over hundred yards total, and then yeah. Strong start in weeks five, and then after that, he was kind of benched. You know what it kind of reminds me of, and to go back to Ron Rivera's way, way old days, is the split between Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, where both were like, ah, and you couldn't really play either of them, and one week you might hit here and there, but it's just, that's just not it, man. Too many times and, they tried to start Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> and I should say, towards the end of their careers. At the beginning, they were a great one-two punch. Um. Okay, let's... let's, let's uh change uh, gears here let's get back to some better games uh ravens beat the eagles 30 to 28 this game should not have been that close uh but carson wentz was running for his life um this poor man <laughs> i know everybody has something to say but i just i want to draw one comparison to what andy dalton was in cincinnati last year when he was visibly upset and just looked like he wanted to quit that is kind of what it looks like we're getting from Wentz right now. He can't stand in a pocket. He can't do anything. He has no weapons. Um, this is this is going to be an interesting storyline, I think, for the rest of of the season. Is can the Eagles honestly <laughs> contain themselves where they where they don't run their team out of the ground? Honestly, I think it's going to be the the storyline for Ertz's career in Philadelphia. Like I'm 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 thinking that there's going to become a point that 
what did I say? Did I say Ertz? I meant I meant Wentz. You meant Wentz. Yeah, yeah. Ertz that too. Went Wentz's career in Philadelphia because there there could be a time that Wentz goes, no, I've I've had enough. You've done nothing. You've put nothing around me. Like it could come to the time like with Tom Brady and the Patriots where he's like, you guys don't do anything to help me. Why would I continue to play here? And like like you know, same thing with Ertz. Like prior to his injury, he didn't even look like he cared either. It almost seems as though that the coach has lost the team. Yeah, and you see Wentz get sacked six more times, and you hear people nonstop in Philly hammer this guy for being injury-prone. If you get sacked by a 300-pound defensive lineman six times, yeah, you're going to get hurt. You're not injury-prone. You're getting pummeled, and it's week in and week out. He's getting no blocking. And then you stack on top of it, and we were screaming at the TV on Sunday together. He throws a dime under pressure to uh, Miles Sanders in the end zone on the sideline, and he drops it, and it hits both his hands, and he just blows the catch. And he's like, what else can I possibly do to make this team win? And that goes down in the books as an incompletion for him, a stalled drive that he didn't convert into a touchdown in the red zone. Like, give the guy a damn break. And I'm, I am the most critical guy of him in the world, and he needs a friggin' break. I mean, it's just unfair, really. Um, and he loses more pieces this week, too. So it's like the <laughs> yes. future's not getting any brighter for him. And he did run it for 5 4 49 and a touchdown. And he ran through a motherfucker face to take See, that from Landon Roberts. <laughs> and this is this is the thing that arg- like aggravates me about the Wentz criticism. The guy wants to win. And oh, he's he, willing to put everything on the line to, to win. He tore his ACL diving for a force down, like all out over linebackers and defensive ends. And this guy's injury prone and he stinks. It's so, like, so we were watching the game Sunday and I think me and Tom were like saying like, I mean, if he's done after this year, the Colts would be like, Colts or any other team yes. really would love this guy and he would probably be a quarterback one each oh, week Colts, because he has a line. Browns, Niners, Niners, Patriots. Oh, God, uh, be nice. Yeah, so many Jets. I think he would actually. No, yeah, don't go to the Jets. Don't go to the when Jets. You when you say Niners, actually, that makes a perfect fit based on the same scheme that um, you know Shanahan runs. I think he'd be perfect for it. But so um, Ertz out, Sanders out. Yeah, yep. that's and that. I and honestly, I'm not sure how well Ertz's outlook looks like after because uh, what's his face? Goddard should be back. Ertz didn't even do anything with the Goddard out. Um, you know, well, we did talk about earlier that, you know, Lane Johnson, the offensive lineman might come back. So that's one player they might get back. And then Alshon Jeffrey, who hasn't played or has played six games in the last two years. I mean, really, is that an upgrade? And then Deshaun Jackson should be coming back soon. Is that an upgrade? Like, is he going to have enough time to actually drop back and throw it to Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> well, I mean, your offensive line. Yeah, your offensive line is an issue. Um, they are talking about Ertz going on IR. So yes. that and that's... remember preseason, they stalled with contract talks. He wanted that ex- extension. They didn't give it to him. He's not getting that. Nope. No. They're going to resend Goddard for way cheaper. Which is which is honestly good because it's they're pr- not using Zachary. It's correct. Yes. Yeah, save the money for freaking linemen. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Let him walk. Let some other team that's ready to compete right now sign him and let him go chase a ring. We got Fulgham. We don't need him. Who's <laughs> also freaking crushing? And on <laughs> on the other side of the ball, we had a Jordan Howard sighting. Oh, excuse me, Gus Edwards, um, one point nine yards per carry, uh, led the lead, led the backfield in fourteen rushing attempts. I uh, don't know why with Ingram down they wouldn't start to you know go to J.K. Dobbins a little bit. They were up um, in the game as well. 
uh, but they didn't do it. They don't want to do it. Lamar Jackson got his feet back, and they started to run with him again. Which is encouraging with the whole all the talks of his leg injury right. or ankle injury, whatever it might have been, um, to go for nine rushes and 108 yards and a touchdown. That's that's good. We like to oh, see that. Oh, it's great, son. And no Prochet sighting again. <laughs> no, no Prochet. I actually did hear no his way. name. No way. He's um, on special teams. Special team. It yeah. was a special teams thing. Um, I a, do. get a punt return of five yards. <laughs> Just to um, just to point one thing out, too. Ravens are on a bye in week seven. So even though Ingram went down, that doesn't mean rush out, blow your load on, on Gus Edwards or try to get off Ingram. You, they got a week for him to get healthy. Yeah, they did say he's likely to play in week eight. Yeah. So, oh, they did say that? Yeah. All right. Well, so much for that Gus Edwards right up. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> to still, be honest. it's still worth rostering oh, Gus, oh, I yeah, think. But... Get the guy for a buck. To be honest, I still wouldn't feel confident starting Mark Ingram. No, and it's maybe like he'll be dressed and he, maybe he's an emergency guy, and then they, maybe they do give it to Dobbins and Edwards and take a week off and mark it, Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm totally on else. board with sitting Mark Ingram right now because I also have Dobbins. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll tweet at him. I'll say, buddy, take a week off, just, guy. You, just, you rest up. Uh, Steelers uh, blew the Browns out. Like, yeah. I, I didn't. It was bad. See this big of a blowout coming, but I, I did not expect the Browns to be all that competitive. But yeah, Steelers topped the Browns 38-7. to Literally no one in the Browns was worth anything. I mean, Baker sucked. He technically got benched in the third or fourth. Kareem Hunt kind of sucked. Yeah, definitely. Austin sucked. Hooper, 5 for 52 for a tight end. Great. Other than that, God horrible they so didn't have rashad anything. higgins got the td though so i want to say oh i do that see that he's down there <laughs> they said that they took out baker because of injury and it very well could be that but stefanski is a great coach and he's not going to let a first round draft pick you know say you know i have to play you like he's he's a new coach you know he didn't draft baker so if he wanted to go to case keenum he could so i would not at all have any faith in baker moving forward yeah, I'm thinking that you're probably right, but there is the school of thought that Mayfield gets sacked four times. If he does have a rib injury, he's also saying, "Let me protect my quarterback when it's 38 to seven. Screw it, I'm done." You know, I'm not going to leave him out there like Carson Wentz to die. Well, like Mark Ingram, just take, take some, <laughs> yeah, take, take a rest, I'll take a couple snaps off. But flip side, James Conner, great day. You love to see it, 100 yards and a touch. Claypool appears to be semi legit. I mean, another 74 yards. He looked good out there. Semi legit. He had touchdown. that rushing touchdown too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He looks good. He looks big. He looks fast. He looks like an NFL football player, not just a college football wide yeah. receiver that some of the guys come into the league and look like. The year of the rookies, looking good so far. You're the wide receiver rookies right. too. Like that's that's been a huge thing. Yeah. Usually, I feel like we have like maybe one or two like valid startable rookie wide receivers. We're closing in on double digits here. This is true. Interesting year. 2020, baby. Sad face. Rip CD Lamb. Uh, I mean, rip Jerry Judy. <laughs> <I pick so. laughs> um, all right. Bears, Bears, Panthers. Bears win 23 to 16 um, with zero like fantasy relevant players. But um, how Montgomery do? Terrible. Average not, not is much. Crap. Yeah. I mean, he did get more passing work. So that like did kind of help him out, you know, 40 yards and four receptions. But. Not much to really like. Yeah, I mean, just under 10 points from a guy that you drafted to be your RB2, probably. That's 
I mean, again, you're not crying over it, but you're not happy with that. You're not happy with it. I mean, he's flirting more and more with RB3 territory. Yeah. Like, did he lose you a game? Probably not. But did he help you win one? Definitely no. Right. Uh, and then on the Panthers' side, I mean, it's been the same story. Yep. Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson. Teddy Bridgewater had a big down game. I'll, I'll say that. I mean. Yeah, he did. He was. We talked about it on Sunday again when we were watching the games. It's just he came in with a, the league-leading um, passing percentage pass completion percentage whatever and this game he came in and just could not get anything really going dj Moore did all right too uh that's the second week in a row that he did pretty good so that's a good sign yeah Moore and anderson had like redeemable fantasy days but and it was two without curtis samuel now i know that curtis samuel's not taking anything away from the two of them um mostly but i mean you know a couple passes here and there that go to him will take away from the relevancy of both more in well just more because Robbie Anderson's irrelevant every week <laughs> right um Lions Jags Lions uh top the Jags 34 to 16 yeah so DeAndre Swift welcome to the NFL yep. this is his coming out party yep. for sure yep. absolutely the coming out party 8.3 yards per carry is nothing to laugh at one of the 14 carries two, yeah two touchdowns and then you know he did have the three receptions but he didn't do much with it but yeah, and I mean, AP had a decent chunk of change, too. I mean, 15 ca- – I shouldn't say chunk of change as far as the yardage goes, but his carries, he had 15 of those. If you can start shifting that over to DeAndre Swift, who's grabbing eight and a half a clip, that's an interesting dynamic to uh, to have going. But Adrian Peterson seemed to be getting a lot of the close yardage uh, goal line stuff, too, and he punched one in for a touchdown. So if that's your one-two punch, you, you, you could do a lot worse than that. They gotta get those four carries away from Carrion Johnson, though. <laughs> yeah, and also they don't need Matt Stafford to run the ball five no. times. I don't know what that's about. You know, Stafford just wanted uh, in on the fun. He watched Swift run for 116 <laughs> after him, and he's like, "Come on, man, I want to run it." And then from the receiving department, uh, Galladay just continues yeah. to be a freak. So, I mean, he's he's a lock in your lineup. Yeah, and Hawkinson had again another top ten tight end performance, which was just based off of one touchdown. I mean, it's it, all they, matters. yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's that's all you it's asked a for. Maki TDs. And uh, okay. Marvin Jones starting to look like a drop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm even like. He hasn't been over 10 yards in three weeks. Yeah. That's <laughs> 10 <laughs> yards. That's bad. I hope he's not on many people's teams, to be honest. Well, he's still on one of my teams. <laughs> <laughs> I thought with Galladay coming back, he could, well, whatever. Not quite. Uh, you could um, have Claypool instead. <laughs> oh, can you <laughs> imagine? Look that trade off there. But uh, on the Jaguar side, James Robinson, like two games in a row, really starting to cool off, which is concerning, but you're down big. Maybe that's just a game flow thing. You only had 12 touches, which maybe needs a little bit more to get you stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got the touchdown to kind of save the day receiving-wise, but uh, other than that, DJ Chark, um, I know he's banged up. 7 for 45, not great. Keelan Cole, great game. I mean, they, 143. He's yeah. one of those all-over-the-map guys. I can't. You can't figure out what to do with him. He, he, you might just have to start him every week and just put up with the weeks he doesn't show up because when he does, he pops big like this. Yeah, right. and the, and it wasn't. I mean, DJ Shark didn't. Um, you know, it wasn't for the lack of effort to get to DJ Shark because they did pass to him fourteen times. Yeah. Um, it's just you know sometimes you're covered. Yeah, and Keelan, who put the Keelan Cole mention in here? Well, I I brought it up. Oh, right. Why would what is that? It just said I. Oh, played, that was me. Played Keelan Cole accordingly, like a superstar. Yeah, Keelan Cole <laughs> found out he's on my bench and played accordingly, like a superstar. 
Classic. Um, also, LaVisca Chenault, who I expected to see big things from in this game, did not give you anything. Yeah, so that's a little disappointing. Um, but, you know, everybody has a down week. Let's see what happens next. Um, all right. The Jets-Dolphins. Um, <laughs> two, yeah. two a time. So yeah, after, after Fitzmagic, <laughs> he, he had a good game, but they were up by so much that he could have scored over 20 fantasy points, but they took him out. He, they didn't have to use him at all. Still, yeah. had, still had three touchdowns. He routed him early. Like, yeah, he just teed him up. It's like, it was 21 nothing at half. What do you want to do? Like, <laughs> put your superstar out there? No. Bench him. The Kyle Ferguson needs to go after this guy. So, anyway, just if you don't understand what we're talking about, the Dolphins came out today in week six that they're benching Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, the... Mythical unicorn, <laughs> the one who will never stop. The beard. They're benching him for the rookie draft pick to a uh, Tungo Vailoa. Nailed that. Um, I, I and, wouldn't have tried it. And it and it's just funny because we've been talking about this. Like, when can you make the switch? And I think Corey was the only one who actually said, "Well, you're going from a righty to a lefty." And the only time would make sense to do that is if they had like a COVID <laughs> outbreak or, yeah, I mean, they or got, their bye week. Exactly. They've got the two weeks to do it now. It really makes the most sense. And I think Craig might have mentioned in the text today that somebody or somebody said on he said on radio that there was a plan from day one that at some point, regardless of how Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing, he uh Tua was gonna take over. And this might have just been the plan. And Brian Flores says, I thank you so much for your service, Ryan Fitzmagic, but we're going with Tua like we planned on from day one. And Fitzmagic, the gracious unicorn that he is, says, I'm going to mentor this guy. No worries. I'm here to help. That's why I don't think he's going to go to Dallas. But if Dallas says, here's a first-round pick, first how do you turn it down? For a 37-year-old <laughs> Fitzmagic. Hey, if, if, you can, uh, if, you can get a, if you can get a quarterback on that team, that first-round pick should be pick 32 because that team, that team offense alone should take you to the friggin' ship. I mean, there's an argument to be made that Fitzmagic could be better for that offense than Dak was. So. I think they fit similarly in their passing style. <laughs> I can't like, believe no! we're talking about so this right the th- now. The thing <laughs> is, is like, so, so it's just the sling it mentality of Fitzpatrick that he'd be able to get it to those wide receivers for those big plays he's, that they tried. He's do. thrown a pick though, like he's he's slinging it, but accurately. If he's throwing it, <laughs> oh no, he's throwing this, a lot of picks. This but. effectively to Preston Williams, so. Devontae Seven. Parker, and Mike Gesicki. How much better would he be with the Dallas core? Amari Cooper and Gallup. Oh boy, uh, let's not fantasize though. But <laughs> the point of the story is this is one of the big points of this story though that's getting lost is that the Jets scored zero points after saying Lev Bell is the problem. Yeah. Get rid of this guy. I'm sorry, you scored zero points against the effing Dolphins. You stink. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like. Who do I talk about on this team right now? Crowder, R- Rashad Perriman look good. I mean, Crowder I guess good. I guess you can talk about Perriman yeah. too, because like he was yeah, out for he was out for quite a while this year. So sixty-two yards. You know what? Fuck it. We're not picking these people up. Nope. <laughs> no but, one wants. No one wants to be on it. But how do you go? Lev Bell sucks, and then you go Frank Gore. Get here. Take these carries, man. Eleven rushes, forty-six yards. Ty Johnson, three rushes. Lamichael P. Ryan, who? Joe Flacco took took a run. Disgusting. The better P. Ryan. Who's the other one? Samaje. Samaje P. Ren. this week, actually. Samaje P. Ren's a uh, special teams guy. Um, all right. And before we move on to the next one, uh, Gaskin. Still the lead back. I mean, yep. it felt like Brita was knocking on the door, and then he just slammed it shut and, and, and stubbed Brita's toe. And I would say with Tua, the running game gets better. Yeah, you should see more gadgety stuff. 
the I'm speculation more, more on RP, that offense it's more rpo yeah. um and, and like like you said and what we talked about with you know that being the plan all along like there is a plan in place this isn't just we're flipping to tua and we're going to come up with everything on the fly like this is a methodical plan yeah and i mean ryan fitzpatrick can could have easily been practicing rpo stuff throughout the you know first six weeks of the season Dude, that's something can... you don't you don't need Tua in for but when you need to flip the whole offense you need Tua in to figure that out because everybody's doing everything backwards from what they've been doing all season it's magic and run man yeah, he's got the best wheels in the league. He's a unicorn. He's got four legs. He's a yeah, yeah, friggin' centaur, dude. dude he's he's, on... yeah, you look at him. You don't. You know anything about this? <laughs> the legs of a horse with the uh, with the arms of a, 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 a human demigod. <laughs> yeah, demigod. demigod. There you go. That's that's much better. Um, all right, let's get to a real game. Bucks Packers. Oh, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. Um, I guess I'll give you props again, Dows, just because we were all sitting there going hammer the over. And uh, yeah, the Bucks beat the Packers thirty-eight to ten. So the second time Tom Brady is going into a shootout, uh, I mean, this one he he ends up uh, topping, you know, the the Packers thirty-eight to ten. But lackluster performance from the Packers, uh, if anything, in a game that we we truly expected to be. I I think a bit that of a the uh, I think the Bucks just said. You know what? I heard all the talk all week long. I heard that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. I heard that we're going to have a shootout and you're going to throw for all these yards. And they said, fuck that. They picked him off four, uh, two times. They put a ton of pressure on him. They put him on the ground four times with four sacks. Like, they were buzzing around the field left and right. There were tons of tip passes. Like, very impressive performance from a team that I knew was good against the run. I didn't think they were going to be this good against the pass. And they even shocked me with how effective they were at stopping them. I think, too, um, there's just a problem on this offense that if there's not two options that uh, Rodgers can go to, it's just going to be all over because he was forcing a lot to Adams. And with Adams taking some time off, you know, granted it is Devontae Adams, but he was forcing it to him, and those were when those two picks came. It was two passes to Adams. Um, with Tanyan going down early, um, or, at, or at any point in the game, I, I think it was early, they they really couldn't get it to anyone else, and that was their offense, and then they couldn't get the running game going. Aaron Jones had 15 yards on 10 carries. It's another Howard sighting. Um, it, <laughs> How it was dare bad. you? <laughs> it was bad. That's such a, that's such a brutal... I mean, it's, it's not good, but that's just a slap in the face. But you see, too, Ronald Jones in two straight weeks has shown Ronald. up for the Bucks when Tom Brady threw the ball 27 times and Ronald Jones ran it 23. Like, right. it, it looks like that's game plan. Like, Okay, it's again, it's a shootout. No, no, no. We're gonna control the ball. We're gonna make sure that you feel us running it powerfully up at you nonstop. You know, f- offensive lineman firing off, hurting you at the at the line, and that's what they did. And Ronald Jones looked good. He looked hey, spry. He look good. I hate he, saying it because I'm not a Ronald Jones it. guy, but he looked good. You can't knock him. Yeah, and it will be interesting when Fournette gets fully healthy because I think at this point, yep. how do you go away from that? And he was a questionable all week this week and then a, a last-minute scratch. So you don't know if it was a setback. You don't know if he just said, you know, Shady's healthy. Why don't you play him? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was, actually. Was Shady wasn't available in the week before. Now he's available, so they don't need Fournette to play, which is interesting, but, you know, do what you can. Very interesting. Um, and somebody has a note in here before we move on. Who's got this note? I'll let you take I wrote it. the whole yeah. thing, probably. The, so. Yeah, the Godwin-Evans split. Oh, yeah. 
this is that's a problem. Something to look at. This is it's really the first problem. time, maybe since even week one, that they've been on the field together, and neither of them did anything. Mike Evans, one reception, ten yards. Godwin, five for forty-eight, no touchdowns. Gronk got a touchdown, which is cool, but and Tyler Johnson got a touchdown. But if Brady's not looking at either of them, and he's like, "Oh, I'll throw it to my tight end is open now," because you have to cover these guys, that's a problem. Yeah, Gronk looked good. He did look good. The Left-handed spike did not look yep. good. Yeah, first touchdown <laughs> of the season. <laughs> All right, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy gets beat by the other Wonder Boy. I remember when Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay were talked about as the futures of the NFL, and both of these teams are just like dumpster fires right now. I feel like, uh, but the 49ers beat the Rams twenty-four to sixteen. Yeah, Jimmy G bounced back big, which is good to see after the benching from a week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Akers. No carries no on the field for one play. Made no sense to me. And the entire week's like, you know, we got to give K-Makers a lot more touches. So we're all saying, did Daryl Henderson, you know, sell high, sell high. He did, did him a great game, but 14 for 88. It almost, that's honestly, what you want. It makes you wonder what happened. Like, why why did you not give him the ball? And even like the week before that, he got the ball like six or seven times. And that was his first week back from injury. And it wasn't even just like a a not giving him the ball thing. Like they said he played limited snaps. I looked it up and it was like five. That's this week. Now they they were winning last week and they lost this week. So, I mean, that's probably telling on when Cam Akers is going to come in and when he's not. I mean, when you're behind, give it to a playmaker. And that's Daryl Henderson looks like he's that guy right now. Cup and Woods non-existent again. No, and Cup dropped a bunch of balls. Like, I don't know how what the official count is for his drops, but he had one in the end zone that was an easy touchdown right through his hands. Terrible. Uh, he had one over the middle. I remember that he just looked like he heard footsteps and dropped it. It's like he used to be the most sure-handed guy. Goff went to him in every situation because he was he was locked in. He's not that guy right now, and I don't know how he gets back to being that, but he needs to figure it out quickly because Woods and Reynolds were both looking fantastic catching really hard to catch balls and Reynolds actually made a fantastic one heavily blanketed in the end zone fought back through the uh, D back and secured a a really really nice catch so he could usurp cup if cup doesn't figure it out quickly yeah um cup and Edelman I know what with the drops man it's like, dude, you know, you got a rep for the five ten white guys out here. I, uh, I, um, cold, I, I get cold music for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cold music is carrying that torch. See the waiver article. Um, all right. So another another victim to to the injury was Raheem Mostert goes down again, and uh, and your boy, Jamichael, Jamichael Hasty in the building, which was weird because McKinnon was started playing in, or didn't start, but he was playing in the first half was alongside Mostert. Moster goes down. He goes, well, just give it to Hasty. What? I don't get it. I don't understand it, but makes Hasty a waiver pickup. He has to be. No, he, I mean, he's a pickup of ours. Of so. ours, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know that he's going to get nine carries next week. I can't promise you that, but he needs to be on your roster after that performance. Nine carries, 4.1 yards a carry. Beautiful. Yeah, and then McKinnon wasn't effective either, and Wilson wasn't there. So it makes you wonder, like, what is this running back? field gonna look like with Mostert out with Coleman out so and, and I think Wilson was out with a calf so who knows how yeah. long that takes and then Tevin Coleman we talked about today like we have not gotten an update on the guy so yeah. they I actually did um uh it, they said that he's, he won't play this week <laughs> All right, um, there we go and that there's a I mean it's a long shot 
I mean, he's still on IR. So, I mean, the protocol is that he has to get activated off IR, and then they're given three weeks on a decision whether they bring him to the full roster or not. And they haven't even opened up that three-week period yet, which is even more eye-opening because they're talking about Mostert going on IR. Right. It's a a wild situation unfolding, but Hasty, if you watch his runs, look good. So... If he can, I'm sure that Shanahan just goes, well, if he can do it, like, you guys all stay on IR. (laughs) (laughs) Go get the COVIDs, huh? Give Give us some more money. We're paying paying this guy practice squad money. He's probably making 180K a year, and he's running it just as effectively as anybody else. I mean, he made some really nice cuts. I was impressed. I didn't expect it to be that good. And one one player, too, that I found that they got involved a lot more than I had expected, specifically in this game against um, the Rams, you know, with Jalen Ramsey on him. But Debo Samuel looked good. Um, there was a lot of swing passes to get him involved. A lot of um, you know plays designed in his way. Caught all of his six balls. Did get a touchdown off of it. I had him as a sit. I'm sorry, but that's uh, that's fantasy football for you. That's one though that like I, I'll back you up on it. I stand behind that sit. You know you had to do it. He it's he a, hadn't done anything. I wouldn't well, start him. So it's a tough start. Too, so, so it's yeah. like yeah, that's that's the thing because he's playing against Ramsey. I'm actually watching the you know on NFL.com right now. There's actually a replay of his touchdown. But he that's what they did was get him involved in ways where it was screen plays and swing passes and so many so many ways to get him involved. And he is a bigger type wide receiver that uh, with a little bit of this run game hampered they may even look more to his direction and they they actually try to do something similar with brandon Ayuk, uh but he dropped the ball um but he you know on another one he did score a touchdown so it looks like that could be part of the offense going forward it's something to look out for those passing touchdowns yes <laughs> yeah the drops. ones where they throw it in front that's yeah. how we how we got his touchdown actually which is it, it, that's bad news for Ayuk too who was another rookie wide receiver that was showing promise but they had to manufacture him the ball the same way that yeah, they're doing it with Debo right now. That's how they iced the game with that last first down, too. Debo, boop, one inch, one inch pass, 12 yards. Have at it. All right, game I think all of us thought was going to be much better. <laughs> yeah. um, Chiefs versus the Bills. Chiefs win 26-17. Yeah, I got I did the over on this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, this was one. Did you, you yeah. said a 57 and a half over under, you took the over? You're a savage. This is one where you need to remind yourself if you're hitting over unders to check the weather report. Do you see the rain coming down like that? Right when I saw the rain, I'm like, ah, damn it. See, I luckily a very safe game for them. Luckily, I'm not a betting guy, but I would have absolutely done the same thing. And the rain when I actually turned the game on, of course I'm working, Uh, so I have the game on and I see it raining. I'm like, oh oh, man, this this isn't going to be good for fantasy. Yeah, no. I mean, Allen looked like he'd never played in the rain in his life. He looked so uncomfortable out there. Lowest yardage output of the season. Uh, Mahomes, on the other hand, kind of looked fine. He didn't seem that phased by it. He didn't. Ha- I think he had one fumble on a bad snap, but you know, whatever. That's going to happen even in, in clear weather. Um, but third down was the story of this game. Eight of thirteen on third downs uh, converted for for the Chiefs, and you're not going to win games if you're Buffalo letting that up. So, um, from a fantasy perspective, you can't get your offense on the field either if your defense has given up that many third down conversions and your defense is exhausted. So well, yeah, that the thing too is Kansas City ran it forty six times. Yeah, like, I feel like I never saw the Bills on on offense. Yeah, <laughs> they they probably feel like that too. I mean, forty six touches you saw and you saw. I think the Bills are saying like, let's not get beat by Mahomes deep, so they're leaving a lot of lanes open, and Ceh took advantage of that. You bring Love Bell into that situation, and Love Bell is going to punish you more than Ceh is going to punish you. 
Like yeah. you give him. LaBelle tweeted because someone's like, CH just went for 161 on the Bills and LaBelle's coming next week. And the Bills like, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you saw some of those holes and it was like 10 yards before CH was touched. Or I mean, he made a few people miss too. So I, I don't want to take credit away from him, but. Lev Ball takes us to the house, probably. Which is also weird, too, because, and you wouldn't have expected it, is that the Bills were top 10, or maybe even top 5. They're now 8th in the league against the Rush. Yeah, and they but they shifted their whole offense. They played a 3-4 almost the entire game. I'm like, what are you doing? You're getting gashed. You have four undersized linebackers out there. Well, Tremaine Edmonds is a fine size. You have three out of four undersized linebackers, and you, you're getting hammered. Stop doing this. Bring a fatty in. What are you doing? And you saw it when they did, when they switched to a, a four-man front. They were getting pressure on Mahomes and getting sacks or, or stopping the run. I was like, dude, just do that more. Who cares if he beats you deep once in a while? He's beating you on every third down anyways. Right. Well, and that's – I mean, that's the thing is, like, you pick pick your poison kind of thing. Yeah. Um, This is going to be a dangerous offense because Lev Bell lines up as a wide receiver perfectly fine. Yeah. And he's – if he can be your fantastic slot receiver alongside even Demarcus Robinson who looked great in this game. Yep. And then you have to protect against Tyreek Hill and Miko Hardman deep. Good luck to you, good yeah, I mean, sir. It's kind of scary for Miko because yeah, we want Sammy goes back. Yeah, Miko hasn't really done anything since like he. I think he said one good week, but yeah. it just kind of shows like there's another weapon coming in. Nicole's going to be what the fifth or sixth option now. Yeah, he's yeah. he can take one of the house and he play, but. He's strictly a Tyree Kill replacement if he gets hurt. That's like kind of what his role is, I feel like. Yeah. And then Kelsey can be a monster. We can't I, I hate Kelsey, but Red like, Zone Target. You can't take him away. He's just always open. He like when when Mahomes panics and is like, uh man, I gotta throw it to somebody who's open. Travis Kelsey every time. Yeah, that's the the clutch gene. Yeah. Not to mention some terrible coverage. We talked or I, I went on for like three pages in our group chat about the terrible coverage, but <laughs> <laughs> like if you're, if you're gonna play cover two, you can't friggin' That's time I'm not gonna get into it. Um, I do uh, want to point one thing out about Demarcus Robinson. Nice little nugget that I read. He leads all KC wide receivers in snaps. <laughs> nice. Wow. I would so chew, that. just chew on that, right? After his four drops in the first week. Yeah, still? I, I was just Yeesh. thinking of that. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. So Cardinals, uh, Cowboys. Um, uh, we have no score in here, and I can't even recall 10. what it was off the, the 38 to 10. Um, the Cardinals. Cardinals won, <laughs> yes. Um, this is not not a good look no, for Andy, the Cowboys Andy whatsoever. Um, you oh. spent all this money on a backup quarterback, and he can't even feel comfortable. We were talking a little bit about it earlier. Two fumbles by Zeke isn't a good look, but... Andy Dalton looks scared to be on a football field. I mean, granted, that offensive line wasn't doing much, and that Arizona defense looked great. But you're a grown vet that looked scared. Like, he dropped back three steps, and he'd already be turning around to he didn't know, am I going to take a sack? Or Yeah, I didn't know what was going on with him. He just looked uncomfortable, and I don't know why, because you've been in the offense for six weeks now. Like, you should know. I know you haven't been on the field, but – you should know your reads. You should know your play calls. You should know what you're doing. And he didn't look like he knew any of that. And then again, he threw for 266 yards on a touchdown. It was a garbage time touchdown. Maybe a hundred of those yards are fake yards when the uh, Cardinals are playing off coverage, like 20, 25 yards back. Like 
he did not. He had what fourteen fantasy points. He didn't have fourteen fantasy. No, points. he didn't. No, like and, I and don't that was even actually know that he had ten. That he was a salvaged that with that. That was a it. comment that we made. Like we were talking about, like who said that Andy Dalton was going to be good, and then at the end of the day, how poorly he played and a- able to get fourteen fantasy points is just ridiculous. Um, what, what what was the tale of the tape or the discussion the entire game? All the announcers were talking about was the fact that the offensive line is in shambles. Zach Martin left early, and they were then at that point down to every single backup offensive linemen so they're in a very similar situation with the philadelphia eagles offensive line right now where there are no healthy uh linemen so that does not help whatsoever but that that's not an excuse for fantasy football that's an eye-opening dangerous thing to know for fantasy football is that their offensive line is so bad that their inept quarterback is not going to be able to produce these wide receivers that you saw that dak prescott could because he can't run he can't get out of the pocket dak prescott can do that not anymore. <laughs> no, that's correct. <laughs> Sorry, Dak. I heard there was this guy in Miami, though. <laughs> yeah, he's right. ready. Uh, there was this guy this on the other Scott's side of the field. So who, uh... sick. No, I, 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 I want to see him on that team. That team would be so freaking good. That would be fun. Ugh. But yeah, go, go with what you were going to say about Kyler. Yeah, I was going to say, there's this guy on the other side of the field who can run, and uh, you see how damaging it can be. Kyler Murray, 10 rushes, 74 yards, a touchdown. He actually went shoulder to shoulder with a couple of linebackers too. I was very impressed to see that out of him, but he looked comfortable. And this Dallas defense is terrible, so maybe it's not that impressive. But he was slinging the ball around. Christian Kirk showed up huge. DeAndre Hopkins only had really one big catch, but whatever, he's out there balling. And Larry Fitz got involved early and kind of faded. But the Cardinal offense, the one guy that we saw really, really pop that we've been waiting to see pop for weeks, Kenyon Drake. Yup. Like huge pop, and then like huge. at the, the end of the game, he gave you a nice little cherry on top, sixty-nine yard touchdown. Run. Nice. It wasn't nice. It ruined my fantasy day. <laughs> Did you see the run though? Like one was, cut. Yeah, but, but wide open. the good thing is he looked fast, which is he didn't look like that for the first five weeks. I think it might be the Cardinals uniforms because DJ looked slow last year too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might have just been DJ. Yeah, right. Buda Baker looks pretty fast. I mean, when you're when you're when you're Drake and you have people talking about Edmonds potentially being better than you, this is the game that you needed. And and yeah, it was a nice game. Yeah, Edmonds didn't really do much of anything at all. No. So no. that's good for Drake. I mean, if you were a Drake owner, I just traded for him, so I'm a Drake owner now. Proudly a drug oh, owner. There you go. Uh, couldn't work Welcome out better. Welcome to the crew. <laughs> Welcome. It's been a tough five weeks. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to have bought in now. It's like you guys totaled you're, like your Google stock at like a dollar. I bought in at like three dollars, and it still exploded to a billion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's week six. Do we have any other notes about week six that we we need to talk about? Nope. No, I think we, we covered the basis. All right. Okay. Oh, the well, book burner smashed that bet. For Cardinals Cowboys, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The money line. Oh, they took Arizona to cover two and a half. I think they just. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that was close. Part of the, okay, close yeah. little cover. Yeah, they lost the parlay though. Mm. They lost the parlay. Yeah, they'll get one. I think, that was, I think that was the only one that I bet. Well, you, did you bet like a ten-team parlay? They were talking about on Sunday. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's savage. I've had two ten teams this year. They've both just missed. Well, if I do a ten team parlay on five dollars, that's like a million dollars. I did it on a hundred bucks, and it was ten five, and I'm still salty about it. So let's just move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next, we have. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the the our favorite podcasts of the week. So with that, we will uh, end the week six rack uh, recap. Top Shelf Fantasy.
Stay fluid. Stay loose.